0: Everybody, and welcome to episode 184 of the Ask the Code Show, where Ping Skills helps you improve your table tennis. Today is Friday the 13th, also known as Black Friday, and is considered an unlucky day in Western superstition. The fear of the number 13 has been given a scientific name, Triskaidekaphobia. That's right, Triskaidekaphobia. To counter all of this fear of Friday the thirteenth, it's also Friday Funnies here on the show. So we'll have a great joke or two for you. In another part, we'll talk about commentator Adam Bobro, lighting, serves for shorter or younger players, and the backhand side spin top spin. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Super Coach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, alloys. Well, good morning, Jeff, and how are you this morning? I'm good. I'm not sure whether I should be laughing or scared. What about you?
1: Yeah, I'm scared about the uh, possibility of your Friday funnies is what I'm scared about.
0: (laughs) No need to be scared. We've gone out to our Facebook uh, crew and asked for some jokes. So it's it's all going to be very, very, very funny. All right.
1: (laughs) Looking forward to it.
0: Okay, but before we get into these hilarious jokes, Alice, I want to talk a little bit about yesterday's Pink Steelers question of the day, which was Adam Bobrow, the table tennis commentator for the ITTF. Do you like his style? What responses did we have?
1: Yeah, we had a few responses, so um, and most of them were good, which is which is fantastic. So, uh, is Lissy said yes? Of yes, of course. Um, and uh, Sammy said, of course, he's one of the best things to happen to the ITTF for a long time. He even said that it's better than us, Jeff. What? And Shay said, yes, really funny and he understands the game well. Um, so, um, yeah, so really positive response. I personally, I like him. I like uh, what he does for commentary. He's, um, he's got a lot of life in him um and he makes uh makes it really entertaining as well so and i think he also um brings it down to the the, the for players that don't really understand the game as well so he explains things well so yeah i like him adam bobro
0: yeah i reckon he's great he's got lots of enthusiasm you know he brings excitement to the game and the other thing i really like is some of his interviews with the players like He really seems to get the players to come out and, um, you know, we get to see some of them smiling on those interviews and stuff. So, yep, I'm a huge fan. Go Adam Bobro. All right. Now, for the Pink question of the day, we're going to ask you, who is the most famous player you have met in person? So, again, jump on our Facebook page or on our blog at com and let us know who is the most famous player you have met in person. Love to hear your thoughts. All right, Alois. Now, what happened on this day in history?
1: Well, yeah, so um, Robert Louis Stevenson was born in 1850. So Robert Louis Stevenson, um, uh, author of things like Treasure Island um, and... Interestingly, he died uh, not far from here in Samoa. And uh, I've been to Samoa and there's a grave there for him as well. So uh, Robert Louis Stevenson, born today in 1850.
0: There you go. Wow, There you go, author. Okay. Um, That's good. All right, allies. Well, you know what it is. You didn't sound overly impressed there, Jeff. Robert no, Lewis I don't before. know. Treasure Island author. I don't know. Friday 13th, I thought we'd have something scary or, you know, not oh, your you best are. segment ever. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it was okay, but you've had better. Thanks. I think. <laughs> All right. Well, Friday Funnies Aloys. Let me tell you about this story that happened just last night. A table tennis player and a gorilla got into a fight over a karaoke machine. Did you see the headline this morning?
1: No, I haven't read the paper, Jeff. Sorry. It
0: it was King Kong Ping Pong Sing Song Ding Dong. Yeah. Yeah, everyone at home is just (laughs) laughing their heads off at that one. Good one. Thanks, Glenn O'Day. That was um, a great joke. Um, uh, Glenn's
1: Glenn's, uh, not far from me here, Glenn. I'll be... uh, Paying you a visit shortly.
0: <laughs> and did you uh, hear about the poor chap who kept having balls smashed into him? He's now no. got butterflies in his tummy. Uh, <laughs> I,
1: can, I can hear I can hear them going crazy at
0: home, Jeff. I know, it's great. This so I was it was unlucky, but now it's funny. So that that's great. And <laughs> One more from Ilya, who actually got this from Greg Letts, an Australian table tennis player. Um, he says, players that use tenergies tend to move faster on the court. Why? What? Well, it's, it's because their wallets are thinner. <laughs>
1: You you have made me laugh with that one, Jeff.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, let's see if next Friday we can get some even funnier jokes. So later in the week, I'll ask you for some more. Thank you, everyone, for all your funny jokes. Um, But we are here, Alice, to help people improve their table tennis. So we've got some questions that I need you to answer. Are you ready? I'm ready.
1: I'm ready. After those jokes, I'm ready and alive.
0: And it's Friday the 13th, and let's go. All right. First up from Homero, he says, "My current lighting scheme is in my ping pong table room, and it's very poor. It's a regular two light bulb scheme. I want to improve my current situation. I want to know about the ideal number of light bulbs, its position relative to themselves and the table." Yeah.
1: So, Homero, uh, we um, we sort of went through this with the ping skill shed. Um, we've we've ended up uh, doing fluorescent lights. Um, and I think if you can if you can aim for about twelve fluorescent lights over the table or over the, the, the room, I think that's reasonable. Um, you'll you'll get pretty good lighting out of that. Um, so the the other thing is to make sure that they're spread evenly and evenly also back towards the the walls. So um, if you've only got them over the table, as soon as you get back. Uh, a little bit further, you haven't got any, it's a bit hard to demonstrate, you haven't got any light on the ball. So um, if if the if the light's coming from there, which it is at the moment, on this side of the ball, which you can't see, like the dark side of the moon, is, um, is darker. So if all the light's there, then I've got a dark ball uh, to be looking at. So just make sure that the lighting comes right back uh, down towards the wall as well, and then the whole ball is lit up. Uh, better and it's easier to see so yep so that's ideal it's a bit of an expense to um to put in the banks of fluorescence but yeah that's uh, that's the way i would uh, i would go
0: great excellent and um then on friday the 13th if you're scared you can turn the lights on it'll be nice and bright and you can play some ping pong to calm your fears all right that's not very funny on friday funny all right Yeah, why is Alois rolling his eyes at me now? He just doesn't get my jokes. Anyway, E.R. says, hello, I am 10 years old and I found it difficult to do most of the service because I'm too small. What type of service do you think is best for me? I am an all-round player. Yeah, so um, it's a good one, good point, because
1: especially when you're young um, or if you're coaching uh, little kids, um, the pendulum serve. Is really difficult because for the pendulum serve you got to get your uh, your elbow up so high. When you're down this low, trying to get your elbow up this high above the table surface can be really difficult. So, um, and and it can also be the same for the backhand serve because the backhand serve you tend to be covering your face. So probably the easiest serve when you're down that low is the tomahawk serve, and that's um, that's one a lot of. Um, Uh, shorter people do and do really well so um um yeah so go go for the tomahawk serve and because you're basically down at the right level when when tall people do tomahawk serves they try to get themselves down nice and low to be able to get that um over the over the elbow action so um you're in a perfect position when you're down that
0: low so yep the tomahawk serve Go for it. Excellent. All right. The Tomahawks so are a good recommendation. Yeah, if you're short and you get trying to get your elbow up, it's really hard to get any speed on on the ball and the wrist, isn't it? It's really yeah. awkward. Yeah, it's just, just. I
1: mean, you just can't get that elbow up high enough, you know, like that's, that's as high as you can get. And if you're, if you're down that low, then, it, uh, then you do really struggle. So, um, yeah,
0: go the Tomahawk. Awesome. All right. Dorian has just jumped on and asked a question using the Google Q&A app. So thank you, Dorian. We love it when people jump on and ask questions. And Alice, the question is, I just started to play ping pong. What type of spin should I try to learn first? Is it top spin, under spin, side spin? Thanks. Yeah.
1: yeah. So uh, Dorian, definitely top spin, I think, to start off with. I think it's just... um, um, the easiest, and it's also just a good way to to get some consistency with your game. So definitely not side spin. Okay. So if you if you start with side spin, it's going to get really complex, and uh, and the game becomes difficult. So go with go with topspin, and it doesn't have to be you know uh, big heavy spins on the ball. Just starting to come over the top of the ball to put a little a little bit of topspin on the ball um, is the way to go to start off with. So if you go to our strokes and techniques section, um, and if you, as you move down the page, you'll see that the first strokes we teach you are the forehand counter hit and the backhand counter hit. And they um, uh, employ a little bit of topspin on both of those um, strokes. So, yep, yeah, go to the topspin.
0: Good yeah, question. Yeah, good advice. And so for anyone starting out or anyone at all, really, go to pingseals.com, sign up for a free account and you'll be able to access all the videos on our strokes and techniques page and we've got them set in a pretty good order so if you just start at the top and just work your way down you'll do the strokes in in a relatively good order so um yeah head over there dorian and thanks for the question Uh, it's great to have people getting involved next up manfred Uh,
1: jeff the the others probably aren't getting on because they're just rolling around laughing so much yeah,
0: I'd say so. I'd say so. Now, Manfred says he still practices hooking the forehand topspin, which works fine occasionally. And he's wondering whether the same is possible with the backhand or is there any technique to make the ball curve more sideways?
1: Yeah, so the backhand topspin is probably... Uh, I find it a little bit harder. You haven't got the um, the the um, movement with uh, that you have with your forehand topspin. So the backhand topspin... Um, if you get that ball out wider, uh, you can tend to come around the ball there. Um, or if it's in here, then the stroke becomes a bit more awkward. It becomes almost like a, the backhand side been flick action. So you're coming from here and coming around. So the main thing is that you're, you're brushing on the side of the ball. So to do that, you need to dip the angle of your racket down so that you can get around the side of the ball. So if you've got your racket up straight, you can basically only hit straight up the back of the ball. If you dip the angle of your racket, so drop your wrist, then you can start to think about coming around the side of the ball. There, okay. So whether it's there or there, out there is probably easiest.
0: Yeah, interesting. Now the backhand side flick that you mentioned has become really popular, especially in the top levels of table tennis. But I don't think I've really seen that transition into the backhand topspin itself. Yeah, the
1: the thing with the um the when you're back, you've got a little bit more time, and you want the ball to be travelling faster and with more dip. So to get the ball travelling faster with more dip, you need pure pure topspin on the ball. So um, yeah, so that's yeah,
0: why. I, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So um, so I guess in um. For players learning the game, it's probably still more important to have that basic top spin and use that, you know, the majority of the time, 95%, 99% of the time.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, definitely, you know, we we talked in the previous question or the one before, I can't remember, um, about what's the first strokes to learn and definitely you want to think about just straight top spin, not trying to work too much with any side spin um, to start off with. It's just more consistent. It's
0: easier to do. Um, and it's easier to learn. Great. Excellent. All right. Well, that wraps up episode 184 on Black Friday. Hopefully everyone is not too scared and, you know, relaxed with all the humour in this show, Aloys. Thanks, everyone, and for Jeff, watching. Yes? And, Jeff, a number of fact you didn't pick up
1: on was that if you add up the the numbers in 184, it's actually
0: 13. Oh, my goodness, Aloys. <laughs> Do- that is amazing you are good at this see that's a much better fact than your on this day treasure island who was the author i don't even remember
1: Robert louis stevenson jeffrey robert louis stevenson i think you should be
0: doing the another facts i know you secretly like them <laughs> all right thanks everybody have a great weekend enjoy your table tennis and we will see you next week bye everyone